do it. Begin! Alright, welcome back to the Dr. Z Show. We're your hosts, James Franco and Tom Holland. I get to be Tom Holland. <laughs> James Franco then, sweet. James Franco annoys me. He just like, has mean, that face that like, irritates me. I see him and I'm like, I'm irritated now. You're like, you know, it'd be good punching him in the throat. I don't know about that. We'll have well, to we'll have to wear those. Those those can be our our work shirts for when we're filming. Oh yeah. So Jacob and I both got show, shirts that were from uh, this YouTuber that I watch called Philip DeFranco, and he has this really big podcast called the Philip DeFranco Show. Well, it's like it's not a podcast; it's a new show that he does on YouTube. Um. But he said, like, sort of accidentally one day, he was like, oh, like, be sure to like and subscribe, otherwise I'm going to punch you in the throat. And people thought it was great, and so he he opened his own school, Throat Punch University. Jacob and I went, and so now we've got shirts. We went to yep. Throat Punch University, and all we got was this dumb t-shirt. <laughs> and a punch in the throat. I mean, yeah, that's, that's instead of, like, shaking your, the... The person's hand, like when you walk across the stage, you punch each other in the throat. <laughs> yeah, it's a, the the entire. There's only two classes <laughs> at differing like levels. Punching so and getting. Yeah, there's the one hundred like one hundred level courses, like how to first it's like how to endure getting punched in the throat, and two hundred level courses are like how to dodge getting punched in the throat. <laughs> Three hundred level courses are how to punch throats. I thought you said there were only two courses. That's like three courses. But they're like at differing levels. So it's it's really there's only two categories of classes, like being punched and punching. Okay. I see. I understand what you're saying. And then the the, the four hundred the senior level course is the senior project. Yeah. You have to punch fifty people in the throats. That's a large number of people. To, I mean, to punch in the throat. It's like it's not like just just a regular like large number of people. But maybe if the requirement is just punch fifty throats, you could find a hydra and punch fifty of its throats. <laughs> it's very specific. Also, it's is also, the hydra. It seems like a large maybe. <laughs> is it only if you cut off their head that they grow a new one? So if uh, you yes. collapse, if you collapse their tracheas, <laughs> I knew we were going to get into this somehow. <laughs> Wait, what are we here to actually talk about? I don't know. <laughs> well, we were going to talk about D and D because uh, my D and D campaign sort of started. D and D dynamite. <laughs> if you don't do that every single time will be a sign that okay. the world is ending. I'm nothing because you if do not that every single time. <laughs> anyway, my D&D campaign started yesterday, so that'll be fun. Claire decided she's going to be a bard. So, that'll be fun. I've never been a bard. Which is weird. I feel like if anyone I know would be a bard, it would be you. No. I mean, bard. clearly not. They're just too... I don't know, Bard Party? What? Party Crouch? I don't know. They're 
There's something. Or two something. It's. I mean, it's not. It, like, I don't have a sigma against bards the way that I do against paladins. And I'm playing a paladin now. Only yeah, I was like, why do you have as, something against paladins? You are a paladin. It was only as a joke, though, because I have, I have a negative one to dexterity and a zero modifier on strength. And so it's that's pretty great. Yeah, we're we're not optimized at all. Clearly not. So what? What? Wait. So who? Whose campaign are you in? You're still in Shields' campaign. Yeah. We need to have him on the show one of these one of these days. Oh, that would be great. We can talk about the Beyblade uh, extended universe some more. Uh, Connor sent me like a a TikTok um, of <laughs> some some school like at their on their last day they had a giant Beyblade tournament and it's like everyone is around for it like watching from like above and just from all sides like the entire school is just crowded around this little base stadium. <laughs> <laughs> It's I love I love schools that like let students do stuff like that. Just like completely ridiculous things. It is pretty good. So Jacob finally got Dead Cells and he played it. And then two hours later, he texted me and said that he beat it. No, <laughs> no, no, I didn't. It was it was many more hours than that. It was with could, some could... some speed though. It was three days after I got it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I got it on Saturday, and I beat it on Beat it. So you, like, fought the last boss. There's still, like, a bunch of content. Yeah, there's... I'm I'm sort of... I mean, I'm looking for help online, but I'm trying to avoid spoilers for the, like, true ending. Oh, with the Res the Giants stuff? Yeah. And also the five cells um, door at the end. Oh right, right, right. Man, even it's playing five. with the one, even playing with one boss cell is is very difficult. Like I can't imagine what five is like. It's crazy hard because there's like there's so many more of the just higher health enemies. Meanwhile, those like pirate captain guys can get fucked. I hate them. I hate them so much. The heavy They're crossbow, so strong. Like, yeah. The heavy I crossbow, understand. I think, it has done the most work for me. That and ice shards. Um, I don't like ice shards. I like the ice blast better than ice shards. Ice blast is slow, though. And so look, powerful. So pros, pros, though, for uh, ice shards. Ice shard, when you, when frozen enemies, when you hit them, they break out of being frozen, and then they can attack you again. But when they're, the ice shards slow them down so much, and the effect stays the whole time, even while you're like wailing on them. So okay. it, it, it makes their attacks, and it's, a, it's AoE. It comes out way faster, um, and I've, just, I've had a lot, of, a lot of success with ice shards. Okay. Yeah. Fair. That's fair. You're going to have to hurry or you'll miss the fair. Never. Forward fair? What? 
the forward air? Sorry, oh, fair. Smash terminology. I know what smash terminology is. I'm not a plebeian. So what is ever has anyone ever um I was thinking about this being of like plebeians. Has anyone ever like talked down to you about like your knowledge of like games or like gaming terminology? Like you didn't understand someone something someone said and you were they were like, Oh, but like everyone knows what this is like Nope. Does that happen to you? Um I'm trying to think. I th- I know that it has, but I'm trying to think what it was. I think it had something to do with World of Warcraft, which I never played. Okay, that's not technically true. I played it for like 20 minutes. Me too. Played it for about 20 minutes. I couldn't get into it. This wasn't for me. Probably because <laughs> you and I grew up playing RuneScape. Yeah, RuneScape was free. And membership was cheaper than even paying for World of Warcraft. So it was like, why do why? Of course. Um, um go ahead. <laughs> I was thinking of gaming terminology, dead cells stuff. Oh, there was one time though, um, that Ian and I went to this this guy, like we so we went to SmashCon. Uh right. and this guy like, Oh wanted- right, that guy that you ran into that was like yeah. Okay. So it was it was kind of unfortunate because we were in college and found out that he was in high school at like after the fact. Um, so that was a little awkward. Um, but we like went to his house to play Smash, and it was super far away, and like we didn't know, like we had no idea that he was gonna live so far away. Um, and you didn't like because you didn't like map quest or whatever like his house. Not sponsored. <laughs> Uh, um, well, I mean, we just kind of, like, agreed to go before we had the address, is kind of the thing. And then and we got change bond. Yeah, we were like, wow, like, this is so far away. Um, so, we were playing, and I'm not great, and as far as, like, I can't win tournaments for Smash, um, or anything. But you're, like, acceptable at the game. Yeah. Um, but... We were playing with this guy and his friend, and he he was better. Like like Ian's better than I am, and so like Ian was doing okay. Because Ian only plays one character. Yeah, and he's played like in tournaments, and like you know he's he's put more hours into it than I think either of us. Um, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, because because he, he both of us like at like tournament level, basically, like like minor tournaments. So, um. Yeah, so this kid, his name was Danny, because uh, like, I don't, I don't because know that's his what his name. parents named him. Like, yes. Um, so he had this. <laughs> he said he had, other, I was like... he had this other friend there who was, um, who was also like really good, uh, and he, and uh, I named Samus, and so he beat me, um, and then he played as Samus against me and beat as me Samus. With, yeah, as Samus, and Danny got really mad like super mad he was like that was so disrespectful like how dare you use his mane against him and then beat him with it like he got like really really defensive of me and like 
etiquette, I guess. Um, and then I found out from Ian like uh, a a while later that um, he had been banned from different tournaments and things. Um, for, yeah, for like sort of more for just being kind of erratic. Um, and then also like his parents had banned him from like he wasn't supposed to be going to these things, but he was like sneaking out to go play Smash. <laughs> That's the most nerd-ass shit I've ever heard in my life. Like, I'm a big fucking nerd, but that is the most nerd-ass shit I've ever heard of. Yeah. Ever. Like, that's crazy. He snuck out to place, like, like, what? (laughs) Yeah. It It was pretty crazy. But, uh, yeah, I was like, I'm fine, like, I'm here to, if he's better with me as that character, I'd rather, like, watch his playstyle and learn how to get better than, like, wallow in my own self-pity. <laughs> oh, like, be bad at the game? Yeah, like, I know, like, if there's a better way, show me. Like, I'm, that's that's I'm... the thing I don't like about fighting games, is that people are so, like concerned with how other people play them like it's a game like why don't you chill like what if you calm down (laughs) um i just imagined uh in the like oblivion or skyrim stat thing like chill 100 (laughs) (laughs) like when people people post like the tweets or yeah like whatever text conversations and it says like the the meme of like the illusion one hundred or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, so are you gonna see Far From Home when it comes out? When does it come out? I don't know. Soon, probably. Then no. <laughs> oh wait, no, that reminds me. Okay, that's that's that. That's what that reminded me of. If I don't know when it's coming out, then I'm not seeing it. Don't worry, it's related. So, Claire and I are going to get legally married on the 15th, right? And so, when we were discussing this with our priest, who was, like, allowed to, like, legally marry us or whatever, um, she was like, oh, how does the 15th work for you guys? And we were like, oh, that's great. And, like, in the back of my mind, I was like, there's something going on that day that I should know about. But, like, I don't... I don't remember what it is. So, like, it can't be that important. So, like, I'm just, like, I'm not going to worry about it. So I didn't worry about it. <laughs> and so we talked to my mom. Today, we were on our way to go to lunch. And we talked to my mom. And my, we were like, oh, how does the 15th work? And my mom was like, um... And I was like, oh, that doesn't, like, work. That's, like, oh, that's too bad. And she was like, no, no, no. Like... Your dad and I are like going out to dinner that day, and I was like, "Oh, okay." Like you know, of course they like they you know they go, like to go out to dinner. They go out to dinner all the time, and she was like, "Yeah, for our anniversary and his birthday." And I was like, "Oh, that's what that day is." I can never I can never remember my father's birthday like when it is because it's like like of course I remember my own birthday, and my mom and my sister's birthday is ten days apart, so like it's really easy to remember both of them. Yeah. But my dad's is, like, in June. So, like, it's... I don't know. I, I feel like I should remember it. Because that means it's ten days before Claire's birthday. So, I don't know. 
that's like a, my my dad and my brother they have birthdays in uh september and i always mix up the dates between the two of them i'm like is that one the eighth or oh the which third? which which is which i i'm like like it's somewhere in there it's one of these one of these Honestly, I didn't have that much of a problem with that. Because there is a there is a section at the beginning of that game. We're talking about uh, Just Cause 2. <laughs> yeah. Before we get too into we, it. Um, we've got too many inside jokes that like, no one's going to be able to piece together. <laughs> the lore. You have to piece together the lore, like Dark Souls or Dead Souls. Like, piece together the lore yourself. Um... But yeah, so in Just Cause 2, like, in the beginning of the game, you you go on, like, a training mission. There's, like, this training, like, area. Yeah. Sort of like, well, sort of like Breath of the Wild. Where you, like, have that, like, okay. initial area on the plateau. Before you, yeah. like, get into, like, the meat of the game. It's sort of like that. The gourmet meat. Yes. So I didn't ask you about this actually, um, because you've been playing Breath of the Wild. Have you run into the uh, Robin Williams character at all? What? No. So there's a character in the game. His name's not like Robin Williams, but um, you know Robin his Williams not named Robin named his daughter after Princess Zelda. Yeah, yeah. So there's a character, and I cannot remember his name. I'll have to look it up though and send it to you. But there's a character that's his face is modeled after Robin Williams, and he's meant to look like Robin Williams. You you would know him though when you run like you'll know him when you run into him. Man, that's crazy. Yeah, I I mean I recently beat it and then started playing Master Mode because I finished Trial of the Sword. Oh yeah, that's right. You told me about that. Yeah. How's that? Uh, how's that working out for you, <laughs> Mister Mode? It's not. Nope. It's just harder, uh, right? Like, there's just more enemies, and they hit harder. Yeah, they're they're all upgraded, and uh, there's I mean, there's more items to compensate, so that's not the Wouldn't worst. Would the shrines be easier though? Like, I feel like that would make the shrines like you could just go to all the shrines like. You know, like kind of immediately, and do all those like little quests to like get your get your stats up, right? But I mean, who wants to do that all again? Well, then why play the game at all again? That's like an essential part of the game. Like, what? <laughs> that's also assuming that I remember where any of the shrines are. Oh well, that's true. Like, There's like how many of them are there? There's like a hundred something. Hundred twenty. Yeah, there's 100 shrines. The, and then I mean, the, the DLC added, what, like five more? Just four. Oh, four more? I mean, there's there's actually a ton more shrines, but most of them don't give you, like, spirit orbs. Um, they're for other things. Um, so They're for things to upgrade your champion powers so that they recharge champion, faster. Champion oh, from the... Okay, okay. Right. For a second, I was like, what are champion powers? Let's get a bike. Oh, yeah, the motorcycle. I'm hyped for, for doing that, to get the motorcycle. It's pretty fun. 
Although it is a little silly though, because it's supposed to be a divine beast. Like, and it's basically just a really fast horse, right? Yeah, and it's shaped like a horse. It's shaped like a horse. Shaped like a, it's a motorcycle that's shaped like a horse. Is it like tall like a horse? No, it's it's like a motorcycle, and then the head of the motorcycle is a horse. It's like a, it's like a unicorn with like its head down and like a spike coming out of it. Also, you can use it to like run enemies over. Yeah, it doesn't do very much damage though. It's a spike. On the end of a very fast stick. I mean, it doesn't do damage. Doesn't do very much. Like, well, it'll damage. <laughs> it'll move them aside and do about as much damage as the normal bomb. That's very disappointing. Yeah. It can jump. But it can jump. jump? Very... The jump isn't very effective. So it's 100% just a horse that they re painted basically that you have to feed take it needs fuel and you can put anything into it i mean you could put anything into a real horse they might not like it very much but (laughs) that's if that's your definition of what a horse is cure horse cancer with nickels (laughs) (laughs) so i was at um I was at the LGS yesterday to wait to go over to our friend's house where we were gonna play Matt, or where we were gonna play D and D, and so I was like hanging out and I was like making notes like in my D and D notebook for you know stuff that I had to remember later, and so I stopped for a second because my hand was cramping up to check my phone, and I had my phone down on the desk and I was like looking at it and I was like oh, okay, and I was looking at my emails, and then like while I was there the email thing like reloaded, so it sent. Like, it came up with um, a bunch of new emails, and it was, like, one of them was, um, I was talking about the dance that's next week at Clan Echo, where Claire and I go swing dancing, and next week is Big Bad Voodoo Daddy, and I've been, like, looking forward to this, like, like, forever. Years. Sure. A long time. And... And the subject line just said, are you ready for Big Bad Voodoo Daddy? And I stood up in the middle of the store and I was like, yes! And then I looked around and I remembered where I was. And I was like... I like sat back down. But the thing was, like, there were a couple people that turned around and were like, what the heck is this person doing? But most of them were just like... Eh. Like, okay. Like, typical behavior. Of, like, people. Yeah. They're like, he probably just pulled a foil Liliana again. I was less excited when I pulled the foil Liliana. I was yeah. excited about it, but I wasn't, I wasn't that excited. It wasn't Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. That reminds me of, uh, just because I listen to so much EDM, uh, when I'm in the library studying, I'm just like, I want to dance so badly, but I'm like, I'm going to I'm in the library. I can't just like. Why can't you dance in the library? Because I don't want to. I don't want to like make a fool of myself just in the public yes, library. Yes, you do. I want everyone to be listening to my music. Is the problem? I want them all to know why I am dancing. So you should find where the uh, where like the music gets played from when they're closing the library. Just oh, like yeah. unplug whatever it is and like plug in your phone. <laughs> like play that. 
Play a, That's how you get it done. Play Super Duper Fly. <laughs> That's in the Facebook memories today, actually, if you go look at it. Oh, really? Yeah, that oh, picture yeah, yeah, of us I having a conversation. And I, yeah. I pulled up that picture on my phone and I showed it to Claire this morning. And she, <laughs> I was like, who's this conversation between? And she looked at it for like three seconds. It was like you and Jacob. <laughs> Without a doubt. Maybe maybe not even three seconds. But she looked at it. She she knew instantly. Like what what does that say? What does it mean? It means we took that song way too seriously, I think. Yeah. It's not even a good song, like to <laughs> the top. I like the beat. Get ready to rock. <laughs> and there's a part about space ghost, I think. Or does he say base ghost? No, uh, is it base up to the top? I like to be get ready to rock. The base goes through the. Oh, goes. I thought he said ghost. Yeah, yeah. it's like base goes through the floor. Super duper fly. That Back makes, to the base uh, of the beat. A lot more drop. sense. Man, I wanted in, like so bad for us in high school to do a choral arrangement of um, like Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger by Daft Punk. A choral arrangement? Do they have? Yeah, of course they do. Yeah, it was really sad though because I could only find one acapella version of it on YouTube, and it was terrible. This was before Pentatonix did their um, did the remix. I don't really like Pentatonix. He does. Like I like <laughs> Claire actually. She loves. I'm just I, I I like some of their stuff. <laughs> Abby chimed in. People's moms like Pentatonix. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's so true though. <laughs> hey mom, I got you. They're a Christmas CD. Yay! Meanwhile, my mom, like, listens to Metallica. Yep. She goes hard. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Is your mom the life of the party? <laughs> so for reference and background information, I had to fill out, well, I didn't have to, but I filled out this survey that clarinized priest sent us like for premarital like counseling or whatever and um one of the questions that i read aloud to jacob was are you the life of the party and it was one of those things where you could like agree or like you know like agree strongly agree disagree strongly disagree or you could be undecided about it and so i said it out loud and he answered and then what what happened after that um i mean <laughs> Abby, I, I said that you throw a lot of parties, so in that sense you're the life of the party, but you're not like the, you're not like at parties convincing people to go to other places to like keep the party going, like. Except like, for that one time. You were there, right? At the most mobile party ever? Oh, no. I think oh, most. You, wait, you weren't there? Most of, most of your parties I have been gone for. Like, oh right, you were on your mission when we did that. I told you about that though, right? We had a barbecue at my parents' house, 
And then, like, it started to rain, so we went to that park by Ian's house that has, like, the overhang. Yeah, And then yeah. we were there, like, at, like, 10.30 or whatever, and they shut off all the lights. So then we went to Krispy Kreme, and we did an acapella rendition of All Star in the parking oh, lot. Man. Oh, that's And there cool. were all these people in the drive-thru, they, like, rolled down their windows, they were, like, clapping. <laughs> the most mobile party ever. That's awesome. <laughs> why do I why do I remember you being there though? I mean there was one time when we did go to a park and then go to Krispy Kreme afterwards. Um That's the that only time was, I can think of that where we did that. Thing. That was another thing. Sarah was there, we yeah, like Sarah was at the party. We uh went to um it was it was a different park though. Um the and everyone played. Uh... Oh, was it for Brenna's birthday? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And the cops came like later, like when it was when it was dark, and they were like, "What are you doing?" Like thinking we were like doing drugs or something. And uh, there was also yeah, yeah. We we were there pretty late. Uh, and then there was. Um... That's the part I remember: is the cops coming and being like, pretty "Why are you here?" Humanity. I forgot the name of that game. <laughs> played we what? played Humanity. I remember that. Oh, yeah, because that's what you do. As one does. That's like the typical party game that people like play when they can't think of other things to do. Yeah. I'm just glad that... I'm just kind of glad that I haven't played like Apples to Apples in a really long time, because like in high school, it was like the game. But now I'm gonna... Yeah, I mean it was it was the it was the high school cards against humanity. Yeah, but it's okay. <coughs> I'm choking on something. Your aspirations. <laughs> yes. My respirations, you mean? No, that's a that's a joke from uh, Rogue One. When director Krennic, when director Krennic goes to goes to Vijun. To see, um, although they make Vajun look like Mustafar, but he goes to Vajun to see Darth Vader, and Darth Vader chokes him out with the Force, and is like, careful not to choke on your aspirations, director. Everyone in the theater at the same time was like, did, did Darth Vader just give a one-liner? <laughs> That's a great scene, though. I found out why everybody likes that movie so much and dislikes all of the other new movies because it's a heist movie yes and it it barely has anything to do with star wars like if you took the star wars out of the movie it would still make like complete sense yeah and it and after after you take the star wars out of it it's just a heist movie I hope episode 9 is good. Me too. I'm... But, I mean, you know how I feel about it. Okay, episode 8 was awful. It wasn't that bad. You... They made poor decisions with the writing. Yes. But it was not, like... I think, the, like, the whole thing about, like, the petition to remake the movie is is a bunch of shit. Yeah, that is pretty... It's kind of, kind of silly, um, but like, 
there's a there's an analysis of the throne room fight scene. And oh, it's yeah. it's so bad. The analysis is bad, or the no, no, like the throne room fight scene is bad. And that was one of my favorite scenes until I saw this analysis. And I, it has one of those things where, like, there's a there's a bad guy who like falls over for no reason, like just oh, one of the like guards or whatever. Touch like no force is used against him or anything. He just falls over, like. <laughs> Just like in the, there's a scene in uh, in Dark Knight Rises where that happens as well. Where like a bad guy's like not fighting anyone and just like falls down. <laughs> is this where I'm supposed to fall? Yeah. So yeah, that and there's just I don't know because like it it visually it was there were, there were parts of the movie that were really visually impressive, um, but like. My major gripe with the movie was there's there was no reason for her to withhold the plan about going to the other about going to um it's not it's not Kedjum, it's uh it's the salt planet that they went to. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But there was there was no reason to withhold that plan. She was yeah. she was hundred percent okay with just being like, Oh, there's a plan, don't worry. I'm not gonna tell you what it is, but there's a plan. Yeah, like you have to trust me. I, well, you're a character we've never met. <laughs> it was it was lazily written, but yeah. I liked it because it was Star Wars. So, yeah, I do wonder if they were like, let's up the drama by by doing this. Yeah. I mean, probably, like, knowing Disney and their lust for money. <laughs> I mean, call it something else. I, I mean, really. I was just, I was just imagining them, like, like, uh, um, you, you know that, like, like, sexy saxophone music or whatever that they use, uh, when there's, uh, any kind of, like, when there's, like, a romantic, like, potential moment. Oh, smooth, uh, like smooth jokes. jazz. Yeah, and like, like, <laughs> right? Yeah, no. Yeah. So I was imagining that with like a Disney executive like sitting down to dinner <laughs> and just like a pile of cash like on the other. <laughs> <laughs> or like them at a or like a pile of cash at a bar and he like sits down and he's like, so I'll come here often. <laughs> Let me buy you a drink. <laughs> like, like, pull some uh, cash like out of the pile. <laughs> it pulls more money out. <laughs> I don't understand what what marketing's big deal is with uh with inanimate objects having personalities. Because my my head immediately went to the progressive commercials. Oh, with, with the, the box. weird box. <laughs> <laughs> why does it? Why does that exist? Like, why is this box a character <laughs> with a personality and like a like what? I mean, he had a good voice actor. Like, that's the only thing. It doesn't. It doesn't make a person. Like, it doesn't make a character. I mean, sometimes it can, but what? Like, why does that exist? I mean, maybe they were like, Geico has a gecko. We need 
We need our own thing. But a box? <laughs> uh, I mean, they had flow, right? For a while? Yeah, but and I don't know why she like fell out of favor. She she angered their gods. <laughs> she refused. Gods refused to complete the ritual. <laughs> That's horrifying. And so they sacrifice her and summoned the box. No, she's still in the commercials. She's in the commercials with the box. <gasps> And I think it's because the box is like the box is like meant to represent their like bundling of all like the policy that you can like bundle the policies together or whatever. But if they're gonna bundle policies, they should show him like getting married and having kids with like other policy like them like creating. No, the box other- is the bundle of policies. He's a mutant. <laughs> they should show him then like uh like the the broccoli that ate its whole family, like there's his dark past. Oh, <laughs> hey kids, you should eat broccoli. It'll help you grow big and strong. I ate my whole family, and now I'm hella jacked. <laughs> oh man. Um, no, but it's. I'm sure that that box had. There were other like. There were other uh, deals. On like car insurance, what like what what insurance do you think he started off as that would have turned to cannibalism, <laughs> or or like Highlander insurance. stuff, where he like like removed the heads of the other <laughs> the insurance, other insurance. and then absorbed their power with lightning. <laughs> um, I'd say he's homeowners insurance. Like that's what he started. Renter, off renters as. insurance. Oh, he started off renter's as a, insurance. He started off as a lowly renter's insurance, and through cunning and de- deceit, rose through the ranks and murdered his brethren. <laughs> and now he has write a whole of, story about it. And now he has all of the insurance policies. No one can stop him. He's become too powerful. <laughs> At first, it was just a stack of papers that was like. <laughs> like someone kept coming back each day, and they're like, "Like, huh? Like, I didn't think these were stapled together yesterday." <laughs> they all take care of it tomorrow, and then eventually it was just this anthropomorphic box, and they're like, "Oh shoot!" Like, <laughs> it has gained sentience. He's like, "I demand to be in your commercials." <laughs> the poor CEO. I will kill an employee. <laughs> Imagine him in the Joker, like in the dark, or in the in the Dark Knight, as the Joker in the Dark Knight. <laughs> He's in the room with the guy who's pretending to be Batman. <laughs> oh, what's wrong? You're a sentient box. You're a monster. <laughs> then you have like, I don't know, you have some like insurance broker who. <laughs> Who's dressed up like Batman? Who just comes? Who's like slamming his head against the table? <laughs> the box doesn't have a head, though. It's just a box. It has a face. Does it? Yeah. It, it has. Yeah. It's not just like a box that's like box or box. I mean, like it is. It has bendy leg 
things, like the edges of it bend to be like eat. You are aware we are now like on the internet discussing the anatomy of a sentient piece of cardboard. The box ghost. <laughs> would would the box ghost? Who would win in a fight? <laughs> The progressive box or the box ghost? The progressive box. Everything's more powerful than the box ghost. Oh, that's true. Fear me. Could he I actually, that? I, I, um, when I was building the black magic deck that I have, there was a, there was a card that I needed that was a ghost, but I didn't have it, so I like put it in the deck like as a proxy that I drew, and so I drew like the box ghost. On like where the art would be. Oh man, that's great. I th- I still have it somewhere. I'm trying to think of what card it's behind because I kept all the proxies because they were just little slips of paper. Now they're like behind the cards they were meant to represent. I'm trying to remember what card that one was. I'll t- I'll find it for you. That's great. Great. That was a good show. It was like one it of was. the last, one of the last like good Nick shows. Um, this was Nickelodeon, right? It wasn't Disney. Yeah, yeah. A, a bit of lore that I didn't actually know about the show until I saw a video where they were discussing with the animator like what would have happened if he had made a sequel series where all the characters were older. Um, that was Butch Hartman, right? That yeah, Hartman. So uh, that's why it was good. In, um, oh, I can't remember his friend's name uh there's sam and the other one the other one with the backwards hat right i know who you're talking about shoot i feel bad you feel and... bad because it's a black character you can't remember yep. his name. danny sam he wasn't in a lot of, like he wasn't in like there were episodes where he was completely absent yeah true. sam was like the love interest character or whatever yeah, so she was in it more. Tucker. Tucker, yeah, that's Tucker. right. Yeah, okay. So Tucker actually became the mayor of the town at the end of the series. Like, the actual legit mayor. Like, as a, a kid? Yes. I don't know how it happened, but he became the actual mayor. And so, uh, Butch Hartman thought that, like, he would have continued to kind of... Like, have been a corrupt mayor. Push yeah, he would have been a good mayor, and he would have pushed the city to be more, uh, like, to integrate technology more and kind of become, like, a city of the future kind of deal. So, cool. Uh, yeah, it definitely was one of the, like, uh, a bit like how Ben 10 grew in, like, power scaling. Like, Danny definitely went from just being, like, kind of... Yeah, he's like, here's your standard powers to being, like, a god, more or less. Well, he learned... He learned a bunch of stuff because there was that character, Vlad, who was, like, a big nemesis... Mm -hmm. And then he, yeah. like, became 
his mentor or whatever for some reason. Yeah, I, don't I think it was why a that like happened. A, it was a little bit like a Slade thing, I think, where Slade no, wanted like, as his apprentice. Well, he wasn't like mentoring him to like make him become evil. I know it had something to do with his mother because that character was like creepily still attracted to Danny's mother. Yeah, he was like, he was like, I was this Playboy billionaire, and you married this like, oh, yeah, yeah. I don't. He's like, I don't get it. Why couldn't my money and looks attract you? Because wow. you're a dick. Yeah. That's like essentially the reason. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I he became sure a, that with, like actually like he actual. He became like a weird vampire ghost. Really rich people. Like, are they actually like terrible? No. I, I've met a lot of rich people who aren't terrible, so... I haven't met, like... Yeah, I haven't met, like, hoity-toity rich people. I've met people who are successful, let's put it that way. I haven't met, like, really rich people. Real rich. The real rich. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know. I mean, that would be... That would... I mean, that a bit of a. I mean, I could see someone writing a thesis about that, like portrayals of class systems in cartoons. And if it, if it I needed reflects... an idea for my thesis, no, I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> <laughs> there, there was a. I actually saw a, uh, uh, like a, a poster um, that someone had made for a class. Uh, out here um, that was like does the does the portrayal of families in Disney movies reflect like actual family dynamics of course um, not because there's a there's a pretty uh, yeah and I think I don't I don't remember if it did um, in terms of like the percentage of movies because there is the big stereotype of like everyone has to have like a dead parent, like in a lot of media now. It's like you either have to be an orphan or be come from a single family home. Like that's the only way that like you can be an interesting character. <laughs> For some reason. Yeah. Yep. You're not allowed. You're not allowed to have any kind of nuanced like relationships because, unless because it's easier to build character growth. If your when character, there's something missing, right? Yeah. You because then so. you build that into their character archetype, and then they're like suddenly interesting. Yeah. So like they're like looking for like a, a dad mentor character, or like they need to learn to be more gentle or something because they never had a mom. Like I don't know. No, I agree with like the ridiculousness of like needing that for character development well sort of like remember when legend of Korra came out and the first season ended and i was like all right i'm not gonna watch anymore because she was like gonna kill herself at the end of this like the entire first season she did not develop as a character at all Mm -hmm. and then like she was gonna kill herself at the end of the the first season and then that was her character development and i was like are you serious 
like you need a character to think about suicide. Like this is a first of all, this is a kid show, and this is on like children's yeah. television, and then eventually like it moved to totally online because it got really dark. Yeah, um, but I was dark. like, like I remember watching it, being like, "Are you serious right now? Like this is this is what you need for a character development? Like how bad has the writing become?" From like la- from like Airbender Last Avatar like or Avatar Last Airbender I was like are you how like how have you fallen this far in like being able or unable to develop characters this is, it was very disappointing I mean I didn't know that she was like when I watched it I didn't make that connection um. I mean, I thought I I really liked the there there were problems that I had with the first season, but I liked the vil. I mean, I guess I liked the villain more than I liked Korra. I mean, I went back like I went back and finally finished the series, and it like Last Airbender is like on on a different level of cartoons, like yeah, just in general, like the like Legend of Korra doesn't even like doesn't even compare. Yeah. Yeah, Love it. has some interesting characters, whereas Air, like Avatar has all interesting. A lot characters. of interesting characters. Yeah. Yeah. The thing about the thing about Legend of Korra, though, like that that still irritates me is like she didn't have. She's annoying. Like she's the main character of your show, and she's she's built like like Sokka from. Last Airbender, in the first season, but she's like that the entire show, all the yeah. time. And like eventually after season one, she like starts to become like not a terrible character. And the only thing that was interesting about her to me in the beginning of. Legend of Korra was that there was this villain that she didn't know how to defeat. And she didn't know, like, what to do to become better than this villain. Yep. So, like, her her solution for that was to to think about killing herself. Which is, like, not how you deal with it. I'm not the Avatar anymore. Like, she was, like... Well, because you took away her bending, right? Yeah. And it the thing that was kind of dumb, I guess, about it was that she she had well, I mean, it's it's a little interesting because you see that uh, Aang had to Aang was reje- like sort of rejecting the mantle of the Avatar for a while, and then he came into it and became his own and like so his journey is really he, interesting that he ran away he didn't he wasn't like i'm gonna like i'm gonna end my life because you know because i'm not like i'm not the like i don't want to be the avatar i'm not the avatar anymore like yeah i know but that that's not what i mean i mean that he he was coming into it she it's showing from the other side she's grown up her whole life with her identity as being like like she's really proud of that like and that's why she's an annoying character is because you don't want your main characters to be like 
prideful. Like you want them to exemplify things and, and struggle with things and grow. Like in like you want if they have character faults, they shouldn't be the main like the main focus that should be what you're seeing constantly. Or them like dealing with their character faults in, in dumb ways by like she's prideful and the way she deals with things she can't handle is by being angry about them. Like like that's not like, who I'm, like who wants that to be your character? Um that you're like rooting for, like as you know, especially for a kid show or whatever. But um she is basically like, just like really proud of that the whole time and is like I can be anyone because I'm the best is kind of like her her attitude. Um and then she comes against something that she can't beat and like you said deals with it in ways that are not great um, by either getting angry. She's just like just angry. <laughs> like, but the, she's like, I haven't, I haven't dealt with resistance my whole life. The other problem she has though is like so many of her like mentor characters are like no, like, the whole first season especially, like, no, you need to be more careful, no, like, don't underestimate this guy, like, you need to do this, you need to do this, and she just ignores them, like, completely. Like, and they've been, but they've been teaching her her entire life to be this great bender, and to be this avatar, and to be, like, the hero, and she just ignores them, but is still the hero, somehow. And so that, like, that that's like the other side that annoys me about it is like she has all these supporting characters that can support her character development as a good character she just ignores them you know what the show would have been more interesting if she had not been the main character if she had been like this example of like a sucky avatar who like gets humbled later on but isn't the main character like who would you have made the main character uh, like Asami, like Asami was dope. Like As- yeah. Asami, uh, what's his face? Uh, Mako. Like they, like, like their their little trio is more interesting because she deals with like her dad helping a Being terrorist. Evil. Like, yeah, like that's really interesting. Like the that's like emotionally gripping. Like you see her her grow and change and like have to you know deal with these emotional issues in ways that are trying but she ultimately comes out on top and like exemplifies something that you can like resonate with and then if you had and then like she did she wasn't a bender she had no powers i know and like that's another thing that's interesting is like you know Sokka had no powers and so like that's part of why his growth is really interesting as well too is that he learns to be this great leader even when he is dealing with you know like um with these people who are around him who were like stellar in in so many other ways and so like he has right. to he tra- I mean, he traveled with a group of the most powerful benders like on the planet yeah and he couldn't he like he had no powers mm-hmm. um, he had that awesome meteor sword though that was that was awesome and his trusty boomerang yeah um <laughs> and he hit sparky sparky boom man in the eye the <laughs> <laughs> character was so bizarre. That was their that was their filler villain. 
Yeah. When when Zuko wasn't the villain anymore. Describe how he could do that. Uh not exact it was like a it was, was it a, a form of fire bending? Yes. They called it combustion bending. Where yeah, where basically you turned your fire bending into like a missile and instead of like a instead of just like jets of flame. <laughs> So, yeah, but I, yeah, I definitely, I liked a lot of the side characters way more than, than Korra herself. I just, no, I don't know, I just didn't, if it had, well, how about this, what do you think, if it had come out before Avatar The Last Airbender, like, it couldn't have because of all, like, the throwback stuff that they do, but, like, say that it had. Say that, like, Legend of Korra came out, and then, like, Avatar The Last Airbender came out, like, as a prequel to, like, sort of show who all these other characters are. Would would it be, would it be better, would it have been better, do you think? Would it have been, like... I, I think no. You still think Avatar, or you still think uh, the Last Airbender would have been better? Riding in Avatar's... I think Avatar might have might have gotten less viewership because Korra wasn't a great series. So people wouldn't have been interested. Like they're like, oh, they're making another series off the series that isn't good. Like, oh, whatever. Yep. Yeah, I could see that. So, and I mean, Korra like started out super popular because like everyone was like riding. It was like riding the coattails of Avatar. And then mm-hmm. viewership just plummeted because it wasn't as good, and that's why they moved it to online because they couldn't. Nick couldn't um, like justify giving it uh, like a primetime TV slot when they had all these other shows that were like making them like ridiculous amounts of money. Yep. So they couldn't justify and, it and like the, having it online, and the slight, slightly more like adult themes. Like, in season three, is it here murdering people? Oh, yeah, like, actual, like, people actual dying. Yep. Like, for real. Yeah, I mean, having the wind forced out of your lungs until you suffocate is pretty brutal. (laughs) (laughs) And, I mean, and I guess that's maybe a, a problem... With Korra is that I I liked the villains except for season two. I didn't like the season two villain. Um, I don't even remember who the season two villain was. He was her dad's brother. She it was his her uncle, um, and he was just like Asaka's uncle. No, um, Korra's uncle. He was like, oh, I want yeah, to yeah. merge. I want to bring back this evil god because because I can because of reasons. Yeah, he's like, I want to be a, I want to be the dark avatar, because reasons. Okay, I'm a bad guy too. <laughs> I can be a real bad guy. Yeah, he's like, he's like the, he's like the Kylo Ren of their, of their <laughs> So, so what do you think about that though? Like about, 
about like car cartoons like having having darker themes. I'm I'm fine with it. That's one of my like favorite things from from children's shows that I remember from growing up is that I I felt like um like friggin' Digimon season three has like really dark themes. Um like really, really dark themes. I don't, well, I don't know. I don't watch Digimon. Okay, so in uh so some of my favorite things from like cartoons and like children's shows growing up and everything was in um well one I've just like burned it in my memory uh from my siblings watching Neon Genesis Evangelion. Uh that's an anime. Though. Yeah. This is Japanese scene. based. So is that is it is it different than like Last Airbender or like Legend of Korra? Do you, do you put it in a different category? Um because you want to talk about dark themes in animation, period. Yes. Holy crap. Is- like, Yu Yu Hakusho. Like, holy crap. Like, then, like, Gundam Wing and Nibon Genesis Evangelion. And, like, like you could go for hours about, like, even, like, Full Metal Alchemist, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Like, holy crap. Like, you could yeah. go for hours about the dark themes in that. So, but there's a scene where, like, the one of the mechs goes crazy and starts like cannibalizing one of the monsters, uh, and it's it's really bloody. Um, and so that's burned into my memory. Um, but then in Power Rangers, uh, in Lost Galaxy, one I mean one of the actors was sick, and so they like oh they her. killed yeah they killed yeah, her, they character. her character off by killing her, um, which was just like okay like the stakes Brutal are real for a kids you know, show yeah. Yeah, because there, there's there's definitely a slight suspension of disbelief in a lot of shows where the stakes don't feel quite real because no matter how bad it gets and no matter how strained you see the characters, you know that they win. Like, right. as a kid, you're like... Like, like, in, okay. like in the animated Spider-Man series. Right. Like in the animated Spider-Man series, there's like a scene where he like falls and he's like out of web fluid, but there's still yeah. 28 minutes like left in the show before they cut to a commercial. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, of course he makes it. Like, yeah. the last 28 minutes aren't like his funeral. Like, yeah. And, and that's another good example. Like, um, some characters like dying or going missing, like thrown into other dimensions, and characters not knowing what's happened to them, and um, like the whole clone arc where you find out that like. The Mary Jane who came back. Well, I mean, there's admittedly problems, but there were a lot of like good emotional moments where mm-hmm. like Peter thinks that Mary Jane's come back after being dead, and then finds out that she's just a clone and isn't even real. And like that's like and the hard. other Mary Jane is like in some like dimension. Yeah, and so like that's and hard for the character to deal with. And so it's it's interesting to see you know, even though you know that Spider-Man as the main character isn't going to die, seeing characters around them die is interesting. Um, then, like, in, uh... Like in Dragon Ball Z, every time Krillin dies. That like, doesn't count, off. because no one, no one really dies in Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> ah! <laughs> you just summon Shenron, they're like, oh, bring back all the people that are dead. It's like, yeah. got you. Uh, then, uh, Still with power, so I'm, I'll get back to Digimon and dark themes and that. But then in Power Rangers, Time Force, um, one of the like the villain, the main villain, 
had killed one of the characters in the future. I think uh, I remember you telling me about and this then when he I was rewatching Lost Galaxy. Yeah. Um, so he, he goes to the past and like the, the rangers from the future follow him and then they get a new Red Ranger and it's it's a pretty good it's a pretty good season of Power Rangers. Uh but the villain's daughter who he's like raising because and that one has some good kind of darker themes as well, because basically what the main villain is fighting for is that he's a terrorist. Uh, kind of in he's like Magneto almost uh, in that he's fighting for the rights of mutants because of all of the like toxic whatever that had been going on in the future a bunch of people had gotten mutated and uh, some people like people who hadn't been mutated kind of hated them and were like yes, like wow. racist and you know were um, persecuting them because of the, like the, basically kind of like physical disabilities that they had okay. Uh, so he was like not about that, and he was kind of like a like an I guess eco terrorist is the wrong word, but you know like terrorist. He's like Magneto. Yeah, yeah, Magneto. Yeah, Magneto. Well, the, that comparison works, and it it doesn't work because like X Men is a uh, parallel to the civil rights movement. Yeah, because like mutants. Are like they meant for like Magneto to be like the Malcolm X character and Charles Xavier to be like the Martin Luther King character, and you know so on and so forth. So, so he goes to the past and to, I forget exactly what he's planning on doing in the past. Um, to like uh, I don't I don't remember exactly his plan, but like he is gonna. Oh, I think he's just planning on like killing off humanity and then letting so everyone be kind of like when everyone's super no one will be kind of thing he's okay. like if, if everyone's a mutant then no one can persecute each other is i think his plan um and so but his daughter who he's been raising like this whole time to kind of be his successor and to like you know fight the power rangers and like be a terrorist with him and you know, <laughs> awesome family activity Terrorism. She, she, like, in the midst of one of their attacks or something, finds this lady, like, with her baby who's, like, running away and is terrified. And she sees this and is like, these are people. Like, like what we're doing is wrong and it's hurting people. And, like, these people, she's like, you care about your family. Like, they care about their families, too. Like, this, you know. So we're she can the finale is that he steps down and turns himself in because his daughter convinces him to have a change of heart. Like, and that's not like a dark theme, but like, in terms of like emotionally gripping things, character development, yeah, character development, and everything. Like, you know, someone, you know, real issues. I guess is what I'm is more what I'm thinking of than necessarily dark issues in cartoons and movies. Like that's hold on, wait. hold on, we'll, we'll say that again. You like went really quiet for a second. Oh, sorry. My my finger covered my microphone. So in terms of, like, yeah. real issues in children's media, not necessarily dark issues, but, like, real issues, that's something that I think about a lot. Um, and then in Digimon Season 3, uh, one of the characters, she she's, like, this kind of lonely character, and then she gets Digimon and is, like, really happy about it, and then he gets killed. Um, and I don't remember if his, like, egg gets killed, too, but, like, he... And she goes into this, like, really deep depression. Um, 
like re- like real bad like just like no one can console her out of just this her friend being murdered in front of her eyes um and yeah so then one of the villains uh one of the was a dark show wow yeah one of the villains possesses her because of like all of the negative emotions around her from like her depression and then she becomes a villain did you she becomes a villain well she's like the host of the villain so it's not technically her um they managed to save her by like convincing her that like she has other friends who aren't dead (laughs) um but still like that's like, Holy crap! Yeah, in terms of like a a show, actually, like having a character who is more more or less like clinically depressed, like uh, yeah, well, wow, that's yikes. And then another dark moment in Digimon is in season five. Um, there's one of the villains. Uh, He's he's scared of Digimon, and so he just wants to kill them all because he's like, they scare me. I should kill all of them. Um, yeah, he's that's kind of, like he's... the complete opposite of what happens in Pokemon Destiny Deoxys. Yeah, where the character he's... is like the the child is like afraid of Pokemon, and then befriends like Deoxys, who's like this demigod Pokemon. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, he one of the one of the main character's sister has a terminal illness. And uh, he, the villain is like, I'll give you the cure to your sister's terminal illness if you kill your friends. <laughs> like, Digimon's a great show. Lose-lose like, situation. Yeah. What does so, he do? What happens? Well, he tries to kill his friends. <laughs> like, what? Really? Yeah. What? He's like, I'm going to save my sister. He's like, even if it means killing my friends, I'll he save my He doesn't, like, sister. fight the villain to get the cure? Like... No, because, like, I mean, they're struggling against the villain anyway. (laughs) What the? (laughs) What the hell is going on in Digimon? Digimon's a great show. It has the same plot structure for every season, but it's still a great show. Even like Yu-Gi-Oh wasn't that dark. I mean, except Yu-Gi-Oh's one and zero was that dark. one. Except for the one, uh, what was that character's name? He carries a gun. He has the American flag bandana. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, Bandit Key. Yeah, Bandit Key. <laughs> You've and activated my strap card. Kaiba threatens to commit suicide if he loses the fight against Yugi. Kaiba's an edge lord. He's the ultimate Edgeboy character. Like, yeah. <laughs> On a scale of one to Kaiba, how big is your ego? Also, Kaiba in one of the movies. Um, so like at the end of the series, uh, you, the Pharaoh like leaves Yugi, um, because he's like, you know, every, he's like, all right, like you know, I'm at peace now. We've like saved the world. Good job, us. Um. Of course, another horrible supernatural thing happens, and they don't have the pharaoh anymore, and they're like, how are we going to win this duel against, like, this the other god thingy? Um, because for Kaiba, some reason, we need to fight him by playing cards. Yeah, Kaiba has been doing research uh, in how to bring the pharaoh's soul back, because he wants to beat him in a duel, because he had 
still never won a duel against him. <laughs> At least not like really. <laughs> he only sort of won that one where he threatened to commit suicide if he lost. <laughs> so he dedicated his entire company to bringing the pharaoh's soul back from the afterlife. <laughs> And so he manages to bring his soul back, like, in the movie. Wait, what? He really does? Yeah, by, like, he, I think he sacrifices himself to do it. Like, yeah, he, he, they're, they're in, like, a two, kind of two-headed giant, almost, kind of, duel against the main villain in the movie. And then he is, like, he sacrifices, he loses the duel, and somehow that, like, triggers the pharaoh's soul coming back from the afterlife or something like that. But does he die? Uh, I mean, yeah, but I think he comes back somehow. I don't know. The Yu-Gi-Oh timeline's a little jacked up. Um, a little. Well, th- there's a... I, I watched some analysis videos of it about a year ago, maybe? Year, six months, year, and sometime in the last year. Um, where basically there's this... There's, there's some crazy catastrophic event where either Kaiba's company goes into the development of this crazy technology or it doesn't and that's like the timeline split and so if it does it creates this one timeline um with a few of the Yu-Gi-Oh series and then another one it creates a different timeline and so yeah what the is happening in these shows i watched pokemon like nobody nobody killed each other like nobody died one time, Charmander almost died. Well, that was very early. Gary's Radicade. Gary's Radicade canonically is dead. Wait, what? How did that happen? When did that oh. happen? You don't know about Gary's Radicade? That's no. why Gary's in Lavender Town at a grave, and he has a Radicade in his party until the SSN event, and then after the SSN, he never has Radicade in his party again. And the next time you see him, he's in Lavender Town at a grave. Yeah, yeah I know that. <laughs> wow holy crap i didn't okay i was like 10 when pokemon was on okay like come, come Ariok is also the best character he he goes through actual uh growth you know he's, he's also a better trainer than ash ash is the world's most mediocre pokemon trainer yeah like after after gary loses to mewtwo he has a complete change of heart and he becomes super dope Wait, I just, I just realized. So, the in the movie, in the Yu-Gi-Oh movie, Kaiba uses the power of friendship to kill God. Yes. Mm-hmm. They're, they've, we got I mean, there. We got there. There's a, there's a lot of gods in Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, they believed in the heart of the cards. Use the power of friendship to kill God. There are a lot, a lot of gods in Yu-Gi-Oh thinking about, like... Across all the different Yu-Gi-Oh series, there's like a bazillion. A bazillion—that's a lot of gods. It it is it is the most polytheistic children's show I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, uh, Claire and I actually have to get ready for a swing if she wakes. So. And I have I have no idea what we're gonna call this episode. <laughs> well, we were like rambling for a while, and then we got into dark themes and cartoons. So. I don't know. How did we get on this? 
I mean, we started off with talking about anthropomorphic boxes. Yeah, we were talking about that for kind of a, a worrying amount of time. We were talking about we started talking about D and D. No, Dead Cells, and then we were talking about D and D. What did we talk about after that? I mean, we can watch the episode. After. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to go back and watch the episode before we post the episode, but I'll post it by tomorrow. Yeah. On that note, next time we'll have some structure for you all. Yeah, we'll have. We'll, we usually have more structure when we have guest speakers. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yep, we have to. We have to look good for for the guests. <laughs> Pretend that, <laughs> pretend it's, that the, it's the equivalent of like cleaning your house before your extended family arrives. Yeah, like, uh, we we can shove all this stuff in the closet in the bedroom. If your bed's not made, throw it away. It's too late. We can't let people know we live here. Oh, this is a dish towel. Oh, I'm crying. <laughs> <sighs> okay, <laughs> we will we will figure out what we're doing with our lives and this show, and we'll see you next time on the Doctor Z Show. Adios. Thanks for listening to the Doctor Z Show. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us on Facebook or YouTube at the Doctor Z Show, through email at the Doctor Z Show at gmail dot com, or on Twitter at the Doctor Z Show one. The one like the number. And please leave a review, if possible, on whatever listening platform you use. Thank you.